Hello, Salt and Light people. This is Sunny and Jesse, mm-hmm. um, and we are super excited to be back on the podcast. It's been a while. Um, we have some things to talk about with mm-hmm. you, but first I will open us in prayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear God, Lord, thank you so much for all that you do for us. Thank you for being good. Thank you for pursuing us with love. Thank you for the beautiful fall weather. Thank you for friendships and people who are holding space for questions and exploration. And Lord, we just pray for the Holy Spirit to enter into this conversation we're going to have and that we would glorify you in um, in all that we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yay. Oh, man. So I'm going to ask Sunny to give a little bit, because you guys have, if you follow along with this study online, read Sunny's intro and then whatever I wrote on Psalm 4. <laughs> They're all Psalm. I'm like, Psalm something. Um, but, uh, oh, that's so interesting because we usually do a theme. Like, yeah. you know, like in the Sermon on the Mount, it's like, oh, this is the theme. But right. now it's just a number. So yeah. I'm not a numbers person. I know. It's weird. They don't have titles. Yeah. So I'm going to give them titles, okay. though. You so it's fine. Titles. So about, like, God is deliverer. Right. Yeah. And so anyway, so I wanted to ask Sunny, like, her heart for Psalms. Talk about that for a minute. Hmm, so Psalms. Um, I think that for me, historically anyway, from my um, first introduction to Jesus, that I have often turned to Psalms when I need comfort, and I think that's probably pretty normal. Not for me, so that's interesting. But I think you're right. Like, uh, people find comfort in Psalms. Yeah. Um, And you love poetry? Yes. So, like, that's different about me and you. Like, I don't do, like now I'm having a new appreciation right but I feel like you love poetry and good lyrics and mm-hmm. music that's like your and thing. metaphor and metaphor yeah like you're so into literature yeah and psalms is a book of poetry and literature I just love it so okay so that's for me that's what psalms typically is or um I think I said to Jesse or maybe I even I can't remember who I said this to or why I'm pretty sure it was you but, like, when I read the Psalms, I'm, like, transported back to um, times in my life where I can think about, like, being a teenager and, like, having an angst-ridden heart and being so broken about something and, like, writing some, you know, some <laughs> poem or some discourse about my broken heart or my struggle or whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. Because that's how I I react that way. I, I write, and so when I'm, I write every day, but... When I struggle with something, it's like this outpouring. Do you know, of I words. had a book of poems that I wrote when I was in high school too. Really? But I like burned it. I was so embarrassed about all well, the teen angst. You I know? I got rid of all of mine yeah. finally too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do I really want to cart this around the rest of my life? <laughs> well, I was like, I was like, if I die, I don't want my mom to read this, <laughs> and I don't want my child, like my like, future right. children, to like be like, what was wrong, with mom? Like yeah. she was a teenager. But anyway. Yeah. I get that, though. I get what you're saying. But you still do that. Like, you do right today. I do right. Yeah. Um, and I just, I love, and I love David, and I know that you have struggled with David. Mm-hmm. But I just love his, I love his broken heart. He is a feelings guy. He is a feelings guy. I feel like um, he's such a good example because a lot of people talk about so, I mean, because I grew up in church, so I grew up with the man's version of how they present David, which is, like, this strong warrior who led his people, and he's got all the muscles, and he gets the ladies, right. like, which, bleh, you know. But if you read his writings, there's so much of him that he's in touch with, which I think might have not been that normal for that day, in touch with his, like, inner dialogue. Yeah, yes. And because I've read that, like, at that point in history, 
people, like, the way we self-reflect and things like that, that wasn't super common. Right. Like, it wasn't like every person was so self-reflective right. and introspective and, like, all these things. But when you read the Psalms and you read David, you see that. Yeah. And so I, even though I have a hard time with David, I do appreciate that, like, he was an introspective man, mm-hmm. that he felt things. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a good lesson for, like, you know... The idea that we say, like, men have to be strong, men can't cry, men can't, you know, like, right. I'm like, I'm pretty sure David wept. Yeah. He wept over things yeah. and stuff. So, I mean, I, I do appreciate the, he was a strong man, but in a way that we don't present in our culture very often. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my, that's where, why I wanted to come to Psalms, just because I like all those feelings. Like, I like the feelings. And the other thing that I really, really appreciate about the Psalms is that it's one of the few places in scripture where you see like a humble um, comparison between man and God of the universe. Yeah. Like they're very it's self- like, let's yeah. put ourselves in check here. There's a lot of perspective shifting. Yeah. And I really like that because I do too. There's when a I lot of self-righteousness in it though. I feel like that I'm reading, but maybe that's my perspective. Perhaps. Keep going. Okay. Sorry. When you were little. No, but I just have like, again, thinking of like, um, throughout my life when I've needed, when I when I felt really overwhelmed by things, like mm. pre-Jesus, mm-hmm. one of the things that I would do is go outside and look at the stars. And put things into perspective. Because it was like, oh, It's so true. I'm so, like, like so, so much small. bigger. This is so much bigger than yeah. this. Yeah, and so yeah. It, just, well, it would always offer me comfort. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of that. And I don't mean like self-righteousness, but I do feel like, for example, in the Psalm 4 that mm-hmm. we just talked about, you know, David is pointing out that God hears him because of his own righteousness. Mm. But he also is in that same note talking about how God is bigger than this. He's the one in control. He's the, you know, and so it's a little, it's interesting because maybe it's actually really healthy. Like it's a healthy perspective. Like I am righteously walking after you. Right. But like perspectively, he is the one that right. is in control. It's not my power that right, helps me right, sleep right. at night. It's his. So, um, cause you have a lot of like all those people, those wicked yeah. people. Well, and if you think too, like um, the, this time, there now we live in a monotheistic culture. Yes. So we have one, you know, most most of the world <laughs> believes in one, whatever their religion is, yeah. one deity. Mm-hmm. But at the time, like there's all kinds of deities, right? So claiming God for yourself, and then all these other people are wicked because they're chasing after other gods. Like it sounds kind of weird to us now, but I think that then. then it you would know, have been different. Right. What's so interesting, though, which it hasn't it hasn't come up in the study that we're writing, but I was studying one of the psalms that we're going to touch on later, and it is so interesting how the writer, whoever is writing it, and they're not always clear about who wrote which one, but like they do pull from other like deities. Yeah. So like one of them was talking about how like oh this is so this is so similar to the this like certain god that is a storm and they talked about god in that way. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting how like they do utilize that, but I actually think it's beautiful. Yeah. So they utilize stories that people are familiar with in their own writing, but like saying, but like God's bigger than this, yeah. and he oh, this is a characteristic of him, mm-hmm. and painting it in a good way, not like he you know there's like weird stuff out there but like talking about how he overthrows the seas and he's in control and stuff like that so Hmm. yeah for me like psalms is interesting one it's psalms is so much more like poetry and not history 
And so I like trying to understand it from a historical perspective. So as much as you can know, like what was happening when that was written is really interesting to yeah. me. But what's also interesting is because it's poetry, you can't like analyze, the language is poetic. Right. And that's really beautiful. And that's why I'm also really interested to see you write about the Psalms because that's like, you are a poet. Like you are a poet. And so to see a poet's yeah. perspective on the Psalms. It's a little intimidating. Sorry, I'm like milking you up a little bit, <laughs> but no, I am really excited. But like, but for me, like, um, it's because of my own struggle with scripture and like my own struggle with the church. Psalms has at points been a hard book for me to read because I would take things they said so literally. Mm. Like I'm like, I mean, in one of the psalms we're gonna talk about, they say something that's like they basically calling down. God to like rain coal on these people like burn up these people which mm-hmm. I'm like oh that's a lot of like that's a lot of violence like do you think you know like did they really hurt you that big that you want that and so it's just but like it's poetry so right. maybe but more than likely it's a poetic right. device Response, or whatever yeah. so anyway um I'm really excited good I am I was a little bit drudgery about this study yeah yeah well we haven't I mean, I guess we did the Sabbath study, so we went into the OT a little bit, but yeah. this is a much more... I'm excited to learn, like you were saying, like the historical context of some of these psalms. Like, what was yeah. Dave, What was one of... What's going on in David's life right yeah. now when this psalm is... It was so on? interesting. Yeah. Well, and then... So what happened is, like, literally just in the little commentary that I read for Psalm 4, it just said, like, this... Uh, quite a few, like, commentators have suggested that this is referring to Absalom's rebellion. Right. But I didn't, like, I was like, oh, I'm familiar with that name. I think that's his son. Yeah. And so then I'm, like, Googling what ha- like what happened yeah. with Absalom. And so that was so heartbreaking. And I don't think I ended the story for you guys, so this is cool. Um, so sadly uh, and cool at the same time, Absalom ends up being killed, mm-hmm. not by David, but by, like, people, I think, defending like going after the rebellion and David wept and was like, even though like all the things that his son did and like the heartache and the rebellion and like the people he turned against him and the lies he spread about him, his heart was so broken over his son that like, I just, and he said, I wished it were me. Yeah. Like I wished it was me. If if it would have been me, like he was like, I don't want you to be dead. I will take that place. So anyway, um, David's a little redeemed for me, you know, <laughs> it's good. But anyway, so that was so interesting. Cause like, it also helped me to understand that Psalm too, because I'm like, he's not calling for like some Psalms that David has written are very like violent calling against them. But I feel like in this Psalm, it's like this calling back to mm-hmm. like, please, like, I know you're angry, but just take some time to think about it. Like right. really contemplate this. Right. And, um, and then when you realize, oh, he probably is in the midst of this division with his son. Like, the, his heart there is so much about peacemaking. Yeah. And that's really beautiful. Well, and David has such... Oh, well, there's times where David has no restraint at all. Yeah. But he's such a man of restraint. He's had all of the different times in his stories where he could have taken revenge or taken yep. the life of somebody who... It would be justified, right? Yeah. It would be like, like King totally, Paul. right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. obviously he would, yeah. kill, but but he just he is the guy who does reflect, who does meditate, who takes everything to God, almost everything. I'm to like, God well, he did first. murder. He is considered a murderer because right. he did get. But I mean, you but. know, he typically, 
Yeah. Prayed I mean, and brought. You have to look at him as a whole person, and maybe that was a big lesson right. for him. Well, he but I mean, perfect. he's not perfect, and I'm sure he spent the. Well, there's some ideas on that, but I'm sure he spent a lot of his life trying to make up for. Oh, I'm sure. More of. I don't know about the adultery or what I consider to be possibly and probably raping of um, Bathsheba would be the murdering of her husband um because of the way when the prophet yeah. went to him Talking the adultery the the yeah the, yeah the adultery itself isn't such the issue i feel like for david i think his heart was on the killing of yeah the husband um and so i have a feeling that he and i mean he ended up losing a baby yeah. you know it's, there's so much heartache in there but um it's pretty terrible pretty terrible yeah it's pretty terrible it's pretty terrible but it's good for us to remember the pretty terrible stuff because well, I, it makes we, them human well and i always so we talk a lot about how there's no like you know because our kids are so little and they are like are they a bad guy are they a right. bad guy which we can talk about the presidential election so i'll just mention this for a second my son was very concerned about a bad guy becoming president mm-hmm. but i was like buddy there's no Right. Such thing as a bad guy. Right. You know, like, there's, like, people who have hurt people, and yeah. there's people who make bad decisions, but he's not a bad person, right. or this person's not a bad woman, or this, like, they make bad decisions. Right. And so, we talk a lot about, there's, they're not a bad person. It's right. like, David is someone who's a great example, because, um... Typically, he's heroicized a little bit, I feel like, oh, in the yeah. church. Um, to me, to an extent where we forget about that piece sometimes. and But I also don't want us to shift it and be like, oh, he's the murderer who, you know, murderer, rapist, or murderer, adulterer. But, like, this reminds us of humanity. Yeah. And, like, right. how God can really redeem. redeem things. And he made a lot of mistakes with his family. Let's just be real here. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of messed up passiveness in his fathering and things right. like that. But... We can both celebrate him and see him as a human Real, being. right. Yeah. Because yeah. we just really like to villainify Well, other. we want to be, well, uh, yes. Well, and it's easier to point, It's we just want to blame, like you said. Yeah. Point a finger yeah. and if we take the, take the mirror off ourselves, you know, and say, oh, well, look what you did over there. Yeah. And, yeah. We're, yeah. Well, and I feel like we create fear in ourselves and in our children when we vilify people. Yeah. You know, like for with my kids or things like that. Like we vil- when we vilify others, we create fear in our own hearts, mm-hmm. and we oh, forget totally. that everyone is a human being. Yes. Yeah. So. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it too. So we're gonna. Well, why don't you tell them how we're gonna lay out this study? Oh, that's good. Okay. So what are we gonna do? We're going slow. We're going slow, slow cooker style. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go slow, and um, I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because Sermon on the Mount, we had written, and then we reworked through it, right. which was good. But now we're back to writing kind of as we go along. Yeah. I mean, we barely work ahead of you, ahead of what you guys get, just so you know. Like, it's really true. Like, we barely work ahead. Um, but what we're going to do is Mondays, hopefully Mondays, Sometimes it might not happen on Monday. But um, Mondays, we're going to put a study out, like written mm-hmm. study. But then Fridays, we're not going to post anything on Wednesday. So this is like this really beautiful idea of chewing through that psalm mm-hmm. all week. So maybe you choose to like read through the study and then work your way through a few lines mm-hmm. each day, reflecting or just like, you know, reflecting on the study. I mean, so many of you probably do your own things already. But if this is what you do, this is my recommendation. If this is what you do for your like study time, 
is to read the study on Monday and then on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to just keep working through that. And I feel like there's going to be so much yeah. cool like stuff that comes up for you guys. And then um, then we're going to send out something on Fridays, hopefully, maybe Saturdays. We're just like, let's just be real here. Like right. this is something we love to do and that we get to do, but we keep it as something fun. Right. And so neither Sunday nor our harsh deadline people, yeah. um, which is fine. But um, then we're going to do a podcast type thing mm -hmm. on Fridays. But we've got some cool stuff coming up for you where we're going to do some guided meditation and uh, maybe I was thinking some like liturgy reading. Oh, that would be cool. And yeah. I was, so I've, we've been dreaming up doing stuff a little bit, especially the closer we get to Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, adding some just a little bit different. It might not be uh, the conversation. Like literally we're at Sunny's kitchen table. Yeah. So it might not be the conversation at the kitchen table. It might be uh, guided meditation by Sunny or a liturgy work, or I would really love, oh, I'm putting Sunny on the spot. If Sunny ended up writing like some poetry, like reading that mm -hmm. here and things like that, I'm real. Like, I just am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Sunny's like, just your stuff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it, like, anyway, letting it kind of, this season is going to be. Like, give it some freedom. Season of birth, rebirth. Season of rebirth, yeah. season of reflection. See, because I am really thinking that you could you know, guide us through some little yoga or something like that. Mm, I like, uh, especially like, not like meditation, but more like giving physical direction yeah. with, I don't, it's not visualization, but I just did it the other day where it's like a remote, like feeling grounded mm -hmm. again. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I will do that. Okay. Good. Yeah. I'm like, yo, you're putting me on the spot, but I'm totally <laughs> fine with it. So anyway, I think we'll probably still do a few conversations at the table, but we're going to have, it's going to change up. I think that's a really good thing. And I, I like the um, idea of reading the same psalm every single day. Yeah. Because let's face it, like we're doers and we want to check things off our mm -hmm. list. So, so many of you, and I know this is fine and I'm not trying to like offend anybody, but, <clears throat> and I'm guilty of this too. Like, oh, we get up and we read scripture because we're supposed to, or you mm -hmm. read your devotion. Getting through it. And you just get it done. So yeah. instead of like reading the same psalm for five days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God could do some amazing stuff through that, I think. For me, anyway. Mm -hmm. Just to chew on it, like you said, or write about it, or pray about it, or, um, you know, something that we talk about a lot at the House of Hope and Ultimate Journey is, um, you know, like, bringing your questions to paper. Yeah, and answering. Yes, and then just, like, writing about it and just kind of see where where the Spirit takes you. And so many times I'll write about, like, I'll write some scripture and have some huge response to it that I'm like whoa yeah wow, because of the spirit. reflection and space you yeah. left for it so I'm excited about that yeah so that's my like the our idea when we were thinking of going through one psalm a week is that you would be um chewing just chewing slowly like every day through this if you want to just yeah. a suggestion I think that's kind of what I'm doing in my own I mean like I know I have to write parts of this yeah um but I'm like taking a few or like three or four days on each psalm and just kind of like chewing it out yeah. and I'm really loving it good I hated the psalms and now I'm like literally after one day of like digging a little bit deeper I was like Sunny I'm so excited was, I was like I, I was so looking like, not looking for this but I'm like mind. he blew my mind I was like goodness thank you Jesus for showing up for me because um, like personally, I recognize that like sometimes when we study the Bible, we can like put them in the boxes, which yeah. I have a tendency to do. And Psalms has kind of blown apart the boxes good. a little bit. So it's good. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, so that's it. 
That is it. So be looking forward to Monday, and we will be checking in with, it will be a complete surprise. So we're not going to, like, let you guys know, this Friday, we're going to do this. Like, you just got to tune in and see what happens. Yep. And I do encourage you that if like meditation or grounding practices or poetry, if that doesn't feel like that's you, like that's okay, but try it. Yeah. So like Psalms is something that I'm like, well, that's not for me, but like trying it has really been good for me. Right. And so just try it. Just try it. Yeah. There you go. You want to pray us out, honey? Yeah. Okay. Um, God, you are good and, um, we love you and thank you for giving us, um, works to read through, to reflect on, to see be pointed at you. Uh, Thank you for the love that you've given us and um, that you show up. Um, As we get ready to dig into this study, help us to remember who you are and to be pointed towards you. Help all of our conversations and our reflections and our meditations to be filled with both salt and with light, and that we can carry that out in the world. In your name, amen. Amen. Amen.